of band chat so it's sunday night so time for some banning so uh let's see it is i think it is episode number 36 it's uh the end of february we're uh doing this live on the youtubes simulcasting it over at gunchannels.com we're watching the comments for there we're also live on the instagrams as well so uh, we've got people jumping in we got bob jumping in from canada thanks for joining hey glad to be here but, and then we got Smeggy jumping in from Michigan. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? And Smeggy has stood literally in the ma- in the factory where vans are made. That's right. a true statement. So, um, let's see. Episode 36, we're talking about van travel to different countries. We're going to talk about your favorite van. And then we're going to talk about USB ports and some other things. So, uh, Bob, I know you were chomping at the bit yesterday to start talking bands. What was up? What? What? You were all excited to start talking bands yesterday. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just felt like talking about bands. Yeah, just, you know, got some great ideas on improvements I want to make to the inside of the, of the well, on the outside of the big van, the camper van. All right, well, first topic is van travel to different countries. So, Maggie, what kind of van are you getting? When are you getting a van already? Uh, I don't know. We're cutting around all this, playing around, getting a van already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a van. I guess I'm not qualified for this chat. But. You're dabbling with your truck or whatever. But let's say you were a van, You let's say you finally embrace the van life and you got yourself a van, what country would you be going to with your van? Uh, well, since Canada's 20 minutes away, that's probably the most logical country I would go to with my van. To go fishing. All right. I guess. Or I don't one. know what Canada has to offer other than like snow. Oh, we have big giant fish. Way bigger than what you guys got. So that's it, Bob's your gear international adventure is going right back to Canada to stay in there. <laughs> where where'd you take oh, your van? Well yeah. see no, see Bob's got the advantage because he can go international and come to the best country in the world. Well, I was thinking I would like to drive through South America at some point. Yeah, I think that would be more adventurous than Canada. It'd be just like driving to Michigan or something. Or I guess for you it'd be like driving to Minnesota or something. And it's kind of different. You've, you've been on 1,000-mile gravel road. You've been on all of them. So, yeah, Tom is saying uh, his stepdad has a sweet Chevy travel van he's getting ready to sell. So what are you talking about, a conversion van? The skirts and the back end that's all a nice cabin? I guess I'll have to tell you about it once I buy it, apparently. You know... Yeah. Uh, uh, Pink bought a camper van, just like Bob's, except newer. Yeah, that's a Class C. So we'll have a bunch of vans we can tool around in. Yeah, I think his is a Ford too, isn't it? 
Yeah, his is just like yours. I think just a little bit newer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, quite a bit newer, but <laughs> mine's vintage. <laughs> That's what I'm telling everybody. I got a vintage van camper. <laughs> but of all my van and adventures on the YouTube, I haven't seen anybody really. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen anybody from this country going down South America, which is where I would want to go to. But um, I definitely see people from Europe vanning around over here. They drag their vans over here and van around. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's one of those, uh, what do you call them, uh, bucket light, you know, bucket things, bucket list things for Europeans. Because, you know, America, the giant, you know, maze of highways that you can go to and see all these incredible places. They're free to do it. Now, if you've got a van from Europe, some kind of Europe van, but you get like some kind of passport, you can drive around over there? Oh, yeah. You could ship your own van over to Europe. No, I wouldn't want it. They'd steal it. It would be too cool. No, it's a boring European van that they wouldn't care about. On the wrong side, they wouldn't really want to steal it. Those roads are tiny, too. They're not really made for our vehicles. Say that would be the problem anytime you went into a town. Is uh, Yeah, they're they're not really made for parking and turning and all that stuff. That's why they have all those little tiny cars. But, I mean, there is countryside over in Europe. It's a, kind of a big place if you put it all together. It's just you can travel through a country in a handful of hours. You can spend the day in three different countries. So, like, from that point of view, that'd be kind of neat to just drive all around and and just experience, like, all of it. Well, they kind of do have, like, basically an open border thing. Like, the European Union, it's they don't really have border. Like, they don't check your passport at the borders and stuff. So, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like their countries are like our states, you know, so you can drive from state to state. No problem. Well, over there, you can drive from country to country. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to be from over there. But I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure you can get an EU passport that will just allow you to go all over the European Union. That's super oh, okay. This is wow. like what sort of what his van looks like that he's, his father-in-law selling. See, those are kind of cool. I mean, they're real easy to travel with because um, you're going to go like through downtown traffic or anything. They're just like driving a van. It's not like you're driving a camper. Pretty nice. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it is just like a. It's kind of like. Yeah. I mean, even said it's got captain seats, but like the back part folds into a bed. So, it, again, it's not really like a full-on like camper as far as like having tables and bathrooms and all that stuff but well there probably is a table but yeah and if you wanted a bathroom it would have to be that kind of portable thing it's like the size of a five-gallon bucket type of thing yeah so yeah not really a bathroom yeah there's people i knew that tent camped and they would bring one of those like if they were kind of incontinent and stuff you know Chicks and old people. Mm -hmm. But anyways, well, why, why do you guys want to go to South America? You just think it'd be cool to what, yeah. see all the jungles and stuff? All the South American warlords, man. Pretty much. Think of all the AKs that are just hanging around out in those jungles. I don't know. It'd be pretty much of a challenge. I guess the roads would be all small. You'd probably have to do something like when that Volkswagen bands. They're pretty much all-wheel drive, right? And they can go anywhere. 
Yeah, you probably want a four-wheel drive anyway. Like your Chevy could be converted to four-wheel drive. I don't think I could do it in my my big camper. No, I wouldn't want to do it in something size of mine. I'd do it in something smaller if I was going to do oh, it. Oh, I'd do it in like my pickup truck. I'd put a camper on the back of my pickup truck and do that. That'd be cool. Going up all those mountain switchback roads and stuff in a big old uh, truck. Plus, oh, the first five minutes. Well, they drive like one-ton trucks and three-ton trucks on those roads, so. Yeah, they fall off the cliff a lot, but if you're just in a return <laughs> pickup truck, you wouldn't have any problems. They say they drive buses on those roads. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess then, what's your favorite thing? I'll go first because I actually have one right at the tip of my tongue. 1967 Ford Econoline panel van. And that's here. It's just the old style. The motor is right beside you, not in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Those things, and you know what? You can put it. You can put a small block Ford engine in those, so you can put a three hundred two or something in them. I always wanted one of the pickup truck ones. I always thought those were just cool as hell. <laughs> the trucks are goofy, but that's basically yeah. it. Came around, I suppose. Yeah. In fact, we did that for our picture today over on the. Uh, Instagrams is this cool like I think it's actually a Ford picture but it's cool they take a pickup they smash the cab forward they put a cover over it and they put doors on it and they got a van yep and that's pretty much what this is yep the Chevys look like this too though but yeah they were nice and then you could back in the day you could get doors on both sides like this that was kind of cool yeah it wasn't that often though mostly you could only get the doors on the one side <laughs> a mystery machine I think that's what it was supposed to be, really. It's an old one like that. Yeah, it was an old one. And you know what? They were fairly reason like for roominess inside. They had a fair bit of room. They weren't like a modern van, but you know, they were better than a Volkswagen van for sure. Hmm. I don't know about that necessarily. Oh, because they didn't have that stupid engine weight in the back that you know you, you like right in the back where you want to be able to load stuff flat. That's where the engine is in the Volkswagen. And it's got this big ledge and hump. So, yeah. But they are pretty big inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're plenty big. And if you had one with a six-cylinder, six-cylinder and a three-speed standard, those things will run forever. They don't use that much gas. You know, they they don't they'll, they'll cruise all day at sixty miles an hour. They probably wouldn't like it at eighty. But you know, like I say, they strip gas. Six-cylinder engines are super easy to work on. Like, imagine if you got to work on that engine, you can take that whole doghouse off, and it's right there. Everything's right there. You can actually drive it with the engine cover off. I've done it. Watch the road go by underneath you. It's funny as hell. Maggie, you got a favorite van? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's... I would lean towards the... The Ford vans, but that's just fanboyism, just because I'm more familiar with Fords. But I don't, I wouldn't go like an old school one like that. I mean, I'm thinking of one of like, you know, early 2000s or maybe in the 90s, but like a, a full size van. So yeah, that the E line, I don't know what the numbers are, but. I did a Google image search for cool vans and I'm getting a lot of shoes. 
their <laughs> dead shoe company, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, but, you can uh, see those bug out people that have done them as bug out vans. You know, they're four wheel drive. They're super off road capable, really, because they got one ton axles and everything under them. And uh, yeah, they'll just about go anywhere. And you can carry all your shit. Plus, you can sleep in them. I'm gonna go with an off road van. So something not necessarily with these stupid lights on it, but uh, like Bob's saying, put a big nice chassis under it. You got all your stuff in there, and then you get a platform on top so you can do all kinds of fun stuff out in the middle of nowhere, bring all your crap with you. And it's big that you know you can still get it out there with one vehicle. Oh yeah, I I definitely enjoy the the platform on top that just it like doubles your uh, you know square footage. Yeah, and if you got one of them big tent type things up on top, you got way more room on a van than you do in some dumb Jeep or something. Yep. And then you've got like a place to stick your mother in law or something, you know, if, you, if she happens to be visiting when the bug out time comes. And yeah, I do like the idea of a, a 4x4 van. Well, that's pretty neat. Pop up tent on there. Yeah, the roof just pops up, so now you can stand up in there and it drops back down. You know, I had an old Hot Wheel car, and I think it was a a VW van, but, like, the whole roof popped up. Like, I remember it being a separate, like, plastic piece. And it's kind of like that one where the thing pops up, but this was, like, the whole thing. Is that something VW actually used to make? Oh, yeah. That's That's a VW van thing. Like most of them popped up. Oh, most of them popped up like that. Okay, I wasn't. Like I said, I'm not super familiar with vans. I don't really know how I get into this chat. But whenever they got this roof on them, see, like this is the standard roof, just a metal roof, or like this red one here just has a regular roof. But whenever they got this roof, that's where it pops up and it's a camper. See, that is really cool. So then you're able to like stand up inside your van. Almost. <laughs> They're not huge, but yeah, they're bigger than you can get them this way, and then you can stand up in them. But then I and you could sled off the back. That's pretty neat. Well, yeah, even this, you can you can still put stuff on there, and definitely they put bikes on there. Do they all pitch at an angle? I thought some of them just went straight up. I didn't think I, the older ones I know did go straight up. Yeah, there's okay. one right. This is super new though. Yeah. The toy I had went straight up. I just remember always, like, I used to sit there and just, like, pick the plastic piece up, push it back down, pick it up, push it back down. Like, I just always was playing with the thing. But this, you know, this thing, if you could just stand up, like, that much and then still have your room to sleep or whatever and be able to, that, that could be pretty super handy right there. I could see that. Oh, yeah. Super nice, comfortable in there. The only thing about the Volkswagen vans, like the old ones like that, is they were god-awful slow. I mean, they, they would go anywhere, but they were really bad like you know I, I i couldn't drive one whatever yeah they definitely take a little while but they make up for it being awesome oh here's a neat one where it opens from the side but that oh, sideways cool. oh man it's got windows and stuff there's a custom mod though but still that's that's cool but that's the kind of thing i think would be good one of those westphalias whatever they're called for booking down to uh uh, South America. Oh yeah, and you know what? They have they have tons of VWs like well this is at least in Mexico. I don't know if it's gone fully all through South America, but there's something about 
like they bought all of our used stuff like way back in the day and they they keep them running so i just remember when i was working down there you just see these old vw's like driving and this was you know a couple years ago and they're still driving around so they obviously have enough mechanics around there that know how to keep them alive and keep them running So yeah, if you're down in South America and they just they probably could get a lot of good parts and whatever if you need it, if something happens. But you'd blend right in. They're saying this uh, clip from Stealing Harvard. I found the clip, but I'm not going to play it because I'm all scared of getting a copyright strike. But yeah, it looks like an old... Is it a Ford? I'm not sure. Sorry, I was saw that yesterday. You mentioned that on the gun channel side. Enrique Sane met a cool photographer in California who had a four-wheel drive van again, had a full bar and stuff. Ben's vans they have in Europe. When in one in England. So that's one of those. Um, what we calling them? Print vans. Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with it, so I don't know. I'm grabbing a picture here. Miss Angelina says she rented one of these type of things. <coughs> oh, yeah. Like a sprinter type. Yeah. yeah. Well, the minivan pop-up's kind of cool. This is just a regular minivan. I don't know why it's in here. Mm. That would be big. That would be... Uh, I think it would be too big for roads, I guess, if it's made for Europe. No, it wouldn't be too big for roads. It'd be no work, no different, really, than yours. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it'd be pretty big. Well, I think that's, like, that's, thing, that's kind of their version of, like, trucks. Like, you know how in this yeah. country, like, oh, you got a pickup truck? Hey, I have a couch I need to move. Or, hey, like, the joke is you always have friends if you own a pickup that everyone wants to use you but uh i think in europe it's like oh man this dude's got a van like sweet we can finally move all our stuff because you don't really see like massive like giant trucks over there so i think that's vans are more popular just for you know even like deliveries and stuff like they don't have giant u-haul trucks and vans over there really they just yeah. all use those and types of stuff. There'll be like a van chassis with just a flatbed on it. Right. Well, even like like when you get something from, you know, U-Haul or whatever, that's that's a van where they, you know, they made it cab only. And then someone else put on like the big, giant, huge box on the back. So, I mean, that's still it's still a van. I've seen those being painted, and it's cool because there's only a little bit of stuff to paint. So, end product's a giant thing, but the plant itself only paints the front part. <laughs> and they ship it someplace else to get the back part built. And then they have to paint it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I guess going back to the whole van thing that uh, 
I, I like the four by four idea, but I would definitely lean more towards something that has a little more like camper style, like creature comfort type. Because if I'm going to get one, go out in the middle of nowhere, like I'm going to live in the thing a lot. Yeah, you're more like my idea of, you know, when, when I say I'm going out vanning or something, I want to have a kitchen, a bathroom, a couch, a nice bed. You know, I, I, I don't like the idea of sleeping on the floor and shit like that. I, I've done that enough when I was younger. I don't need to do it anymore. So, yeah, I would I would be the guy, even if I just had a regular van, I would have all the luxury shit in it or everything I could afford to put in it. You know, bed, some kind of stove, some kind of sink, some kind of place to watch. Yeah, so I feel like I'd have a party van. Like, I would definitely, this is a carryover from, like, my high school days and whatnot, but it would have to have, like, a badass sound system with bass and all that stuff. So I would more, I'd more trick my van out as being like, oh, the cool kid's here now. Hooray. The party can start. The Which is why I like the thing on top, because you can make a dance floor up there. On the outside? You mm-hmm. have, like, spiral staircase going up to it then? Yeah, and the, all the, you know, black lights and um, strobes so, and all that not, stuff. not worried about any insurance problems with getting your drunk friends standing on top oh, of I'd it? Oh, I'd shoot a lifeline around it. Like they have on a sailboat or whatever. All right. So I guess we'll get into the projects and I'll be adding USB ports. Any suggestions or comments on that? I, I think, think you should idea. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Another thrilling topic. <laughs> no, it's it's a good idea. I mean, I'm I'm gonna add. Uh, that's one thing my my camper van doesn't have is um, enough 12 volt outlets. Whereas my camper had 12 volt outlets all over it. Just in, you know, it have a regular plug in and then a 12 volt cigarette lighters type socket. Um, my new one doesn't have that, so I'm gonna add some just underneath the big battery banks. Because mine will have six deep cycle batteries, so two at the two at the back and four at the front, so and all wired together to solar. So, but USB ports would probably be handy too, and I could run them off the same power. Like so, hmm. do they have them where you can just mount them on the wall, or do they have to countersink or something? Uh, for USB. I haven't seen any that mount on the wall. I imagine anything's possible, though. Well, what kind are you getting? Like, how do they work? That's a good question. Last time I ended up getting things that turned out to just cigarette lighters and adapters jammed in them. Mm-hmm. Just like a combo package. So I'll probably pay a little bit more this time and get dedicated USB ports. Because um, I know, like, yeah. my, my dash cam actually says that like, don't just plug it into a, to a, or only use the cigarette lighter adapter that comes with it. Power will be different because it doesn't run off standard 12-volt power. It runs off 5-volt power like a computer. So a USB port that just plugs straight into the 12 volts, like, that would blow up 
right? Because like that one, how does it, it must have some way it's converting the 12 volts into five volts, right? Because USB ports are always five volt. Correct. Yeah. So I wonder if you could get something that's just like a like a USB hub that's just got you know like the, the little square that's got a bunch of ports in it and you can just then just wire the one thing up and just like mount that on the wall. Yeah. Wicked echo. But yeah, here's a fourteen dollar one that works off at twelve volt. So could just hardwire that in and have this thing sitting on the wall. And that would be like Bob saying flush mount on the wall, I guess. Yeah, that's um, that's the kind of thing I'm gonna have to pick up. So that's on. Um, it was on Amazon. Amazon, okay, cool. And last time, kind of looked like this, and then when I ended up getting it, it was just really a the cigarette lighter with this thing jammed in it. So it looks like some of these are the form factor for a cigarette lighter, probably because you got holes drilled into things, or you can drill a hole easy so they leave it circular. But then some of these are square. This is pretty much what I got last time, I think, and it ended up just being an, an adapter, like like one of these things jammed in it right away. Hmm. Yeah, I like that power strip looking one. Yeah, that's probably what I'll end up getting something like this. That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna pick up too, so I'll have to check it out. Amazon, eh? Cool. See, Russ is saying that he uses a, a twelve volt hub five USB port. And two and two lighters, and then he has a link here. Maybe that's to the thing. I didn't click yeah. on the link yet. Oh yeah, see that's that's what I was looking at. It's just like a little box with a whole bunch of USB on the front. Yeah, and then it looks like a couple specifically for charging. Oh yeah, so they're pro that's like the faster output or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, otherwise it's a hub. I guess the hub would be handy because then you could use it for uh, drives and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. You just mount that up somehow. Thanks, Russ. That seems like a pretty good tip. Yeah. All right, now we got a video here coming. So uh, Bob's always complaining about laying on the floor. We went to the outdoor retailer show, and this one company had sponsored the media room, so they gave us one of these things. It's a pretty handy little unit. I don't know what the hell I do in here, do I pull it up? There we go. See, like that thing that holds it is the pump. And this was, I don't know what year this was, 2010, I guess. And the thing's still kicking. Works pretty good. We're pretty big and we lay on it. So why don't you use that in the van? I do. Yeah. Well, I got it in the back of the car, actually. But it works pretty good. 
people really need like a air bed or whatever to sleep on. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about the pump, but I see here you saying you you set it up in four minutes or whatever. So that's you the, uh, pretty good. That, that uh, you trade on the strip for two nights, so it wasn't bad at all. When fully inflated, you know, it held my weight just fine, was comfortable, didn't have any trouble sleeping at all, and, uh, you know, worked just great. So I have no complaints. I don't know how much they cost them. And then it's that big, giant thing for filling it, so it deflates really fast. And you're able to get it back into that tube, no problem? Oh, yeah. It's nowhere near taking up that whole space, and then it just jams in there. There it is. Okay, because a lot of times I've noticed stuff like that is like, oh, it, it fits back into the little thing. And then when you actually like use it for the first time, you're yeah. never folding that thing back up and getting it back inside the quote-unquote easy carry case. Yeah, it's like a tent, right? You ever notice that with tents? Most of the oh, time, when, once you... Uh, go fold the tent back up and try to put it back in its little carrying bag. It's like, what the hell? It came out of here. <laughs> yeah, things like that. I've, I've experienced that before, but I think a lot of times now they they make those bags a heck of a lot bigger and then they put like those little drawstrings and zippers and stuff. So yeah, you can cinch it up even if it's a little bit bigger than it used to be. It still fits inside. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. that's kind of what I was thinking of. Sometimes you can't get it back in, but that looks like it slides right back into the tube. So that's very cool. And now I was going to talk about a gun or a van movie, gun movie, a van movie, but um, again, I'm scared to click on it. So there's a movie over on Amazon. I have it linked in the description of the video. It's called Bannon, I think. And uh, it's basically just about these guys that started, or these people that started hanging out in 1972, I guess in the 70s, before that even, at hot rod shows or whatever, car truck shows, where truck people would get together, and uh, the truck people didn't like them, so they they were too rowdy for the truck people, I guess, and then uh, uh, they were kind of not rowdy enough for the bikers, so they just have had started having their own thing, uh, where the van people would start meeting up back in the 70s, and this is uh, kind of a documentary, I guess, about that whole phenomenon and its evolution till today and the remnants of it and I guess it used to be thousands and thousands of vans now it's hundreds of vans and it's just people that deck out their vans all kinds of different ways and come together once a year and hang out and get drunk for a couple of days and uh, it's kind of a cool movie it's over on Amazon it's called Bannon anybody seen it by any chance? I have not but it sounds neat no I don't think so but yeah it does sound interesting I know that was like a big movement back when I was younger that, you know, there was this whole vanning subculture to the car show thing where, you know, people with vans and then they started having their own shows and then vans just died out. Yeah, I guess uh, for a while there with station wagons and everything, I saw a really neat station wagon show too. That's, uh, you know, they all got killed with the gas crunch and the minivans. Obviously they quit making them really. So uh, the availability of the cheap ones dried up a bit. But we still see it. We've talked about the different channels on the YouTube. Some people are still digging it and they go to Quartzsite or whatever and do their rendezvous and that kind of thing. That's a little bit more tame. Oh, it's a lot more tame than the stuff in this video. The movie oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the stuff in the seventies was pretty pretty uh, wild. Just a little bit less wild than the bikers. Yeah, they really stuff really, but uh, or at least not in this video. But they partied pretty hard. There was a lot of adult beverages consumed and a lot of dumb things done. All right, so um, fun being being young and traveling. I don't know what else we want to talk about. Uh, we can talk about the adventure a little bit. I'm guessing with the uh, Instagram thing going here, we still got time in the hour. Yeah. We can flip over to the map here. So we'll probably be starting out in Tucson. That's where I live. And head over to Los Angeles first. This will all work on one map. Uh, now, stuff. I was just thinking about this because we talked <laughs> about international travel and stuff. And I know you're just about getting into this, but do you ever think about dipping into Mexico and then like coming back up into California? Is there in anything my, down there that you'd want to go hang out with? No, not in Mexico. Not in my van. I would take a rental van or something, but I'd be scared that they'd rip my van apart coming back in. You know, my walls are all mine and stuff. I think they would just rip them apart. And I don't think they have any obligation to put it back together or anything, right? They just rip it all apart. Well, and, yeah, they definitely do not put it back together. That's a true statement. Yes. So if I had a regular van and they could just take apart the stuff and I could just put it back together, that's one thing. And I'd be upset and it would be annoying. But, I mean, I'd have to put all my van back together. It would, be, it would suck. And it would probably ruin the stuff taking it apart. They're probably not nice about it. But anyway, that's my concern. I wouldn't. I would think that I'd be worried about the random, you know. Nope, that's a van. <laughs> or another part. Well, especially when you're coming back and they're like, "What's your purpose?" You're like, "Ah, oh, just wandering around, just looking at stuff." <laughs> They'd be like, "Yeah, that's called the drug runner." Okay, go over to secondary, sir. But I did figure I'd go back down to San Diego because when Smeggy and I were driving around down there, we really booked out of San Diego pretty quick. So. uh Kind of play that by ear, right around. I want to go see Rockford Files, uh, stuff like that. And then basically head back to Tucson to get my stuff. But on the way to Tulsa, so we got the big gun show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I will just adjust this route a little bit to go back to Tucson. So I pick up my guns and then head to Tulsa. And depending if at first, I was thinking about going to Dallas first to try to pick up the cards if we got the trading cards done for gun channels. I don't think that's going to happen before Dallas or before Tulsa, at least. So more than likely, I'll just head to Tulsa and might adjust that trip a little bit. This one happened going. This one doesn't have me going through Roswell, but there's really nothing to see on this route, so I might adjust it a little bit. Uh, let's see. After Tulsa, we'll do the big gun show there and everything. See stuff there. And then I would be headed to a gun show outside of Cody, Wyoming. So I'm just going to put Cody in here, which is close enough to where I'm going. So that would get me pretty far in a week. So there's a couple of things I kind of want to do there. And that would be one of them is go up through. There's a town up here in northern Oklahoma, if I can get this thing to switch right there. See all that white stuff? All of this? That's that town where all the lead from World War II came from. So it's not a dead town because of all the lead mining. So I kind of want to go through there. 
and depending on how hard that would be, I would do that, right? And then because Dragon Man is already going to be open by then, and I think this is the closest I get to him, I would tug this over to Colorado Springs and go check out Dragon Man. So then I would leave Tulsa, and I'd have a week to go to that lead area, which is just a, a day away, I think. Get over to Dragon Man, check that out, and then get up to Cody. And the gun show is actually over here in Powell, I think, or something. But then I come back to Cody, and we got the invite to go to the museum there. Oops. So after Cody, would I figure I'm all the way up here. Just go to Seattle. And now I'm bumping Seattle, and I would eventually need to be back down in Dallas. So we can put Dallas back in there, because I don't know how many more of these Google and like to put, I think, 10 things in here. Uh, but I would go past Eugene, where Haas is at, my friend Haas. Also, that'll get me past uh, USNER Doc, I think, some other people. Uh, Yankee is up in Portland, right? So that would be a little interesting adventure there for a few days. Come back down to Salt Lake City, of course. Check out the Browning Museum. And hopefully some stuff there. And then that would take me back, I guess, to Albuquerque, it's looking like, which would be neat. I've never been on this route before. Uh, come this side of the Rockies, Dictor Crossed on Albuquerque, head back to Dallas for the NRA show, and then come back to Tucson. And that should be about 8,000 miles, 7,500 miles, 8,000 miles. And that would keep me out of California for most of it, except for this little ditch over there. And then uh, that gets me to, if I started back at the beginning and, and I left a couple of days early, I could potentially do San Diego first, go to this gun show where the firearms policy is doing some sort of a seminar or a conference or something. So I could start it out with that gun show go to Los Angeles and then back through Tucson, then that would be the next weekend, a gun show here. The next weekend, a gun show here. Thing is, the next weekend is up here somewhere and I'd have to find something like a gun show. And then I come through here on a weekend, uh, but there's no gun show in Salt Lake City that weekend. So I'd have to not be a gun show that weekend. And then it's the NRA show. So it's almost a gun show every weekend and if I can learn from the trip last time, I'm hoping 90 gun shops, I think is what I came up with. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, for sure. All right, well, we lost viewers during the road trip thing there, so... Uh, that's another synopsis of the road trip. I guess we'll probably talk about that more as it gets closer to being. But I think I'm going to probably leave it about that sketched out and do the specifics as I'm driving. And, uh, again, we'll make it an effort with the Daily Gun Show to make it a uh, collaborative thing. And we'll find out shops that people recommend along the way. Hopefully I'll meet up with some people that can do like uh, Edge is Done and PT26Nut. Uh, take me to a bunch of shops in one day kind of thing. Yeah, that would be cool. Well, and do you still have the thing on the, uh, what is it, gunshowloophole.com? 
Concho Loophole tour. I wish I owned Concho Loophole, but yeah, there's a place you can suggest places too. Right. And that's, well, that's just nice because, uh, you know, it can kind of keep it all in one thing instead of, cause I've seen stuff like I've watched your videos and people are like, Oh man, you should have checked out Jerry's when you were here. It's like, well, thanks for telling me two weeks later. And then secondly, like what you're supposed to go back and look at all of your videos and read all the comments to figure out where to go. Like, yeah, that's easier just to have it all in one place. That's definitely part of the learning, right? Is figuring out ahead of time and doing more prep. Like this is where we'll be going type of shows, putting them out on the big channel so that people, more people can see it. No, yep. but then again, also part of it's just the van life. You just kind of bounce around, and see what happens. Yeah, to some extent. So that's what this show is all about, and we'll continue to. Uh, talk about getting ready. I'm not really keeping up to my, uh, I originally come up with a nice schedule. So every other day I'm working on the van. It's been dr dangerously cold here though. So I haven't been able to do that. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, well, I'm mostly worried about the tools, the metal. I don't want to ruin tools working in this kind of extremes, but once it's, uh, well, pretty soon I'll have to get out there and work on it. I don't have too much to do. I got to do some modifications to the back and then uh, change out the spark plugs, I think is the major one. But, um, and probably, I've been debating on getting a uh, new belt because I got that squeaky belt still, and I've put the old belt back in it. The new belt squeaks worse. So I don't know if I get another belt for 30 bucks or if I just take the belt off and maybe even take that pulley off and just polish the shit out of it and try to get it clean. I'm thinking it's probably not the belt. If the new belt squeaks too, it's probably, maybe you got a bad bearing in one of those pulleys. I don't know. It's possible, I guess. But it goes away. Bearings stay, don't they? Oh, no. They can't go away as they warm up and stuff. But, but anyway, that's the first thing I got is that squeakiness. So um, I'll be working on that. I'll try to do some videos as I'm doing it. Definitely pictures and whatnot over on this grams. And oh, anything else we want to talk about in van chat tonight? Bob was talking about doing something to the exterior of his camper. Yeah, I'm actually... Pretty set now. I'm going to extend both the front and the back bumper. Oh. Uh, move them out, you know, uh, front bumper, move it out about two feet from the front, and then move the back bumper out what? about four feet. For a porch? That way you have a front porch and a back porch? Well, the front will be for extra storage. <laughs> oh, it's out of storage. Not, oh, yeah. not just out of spite, but instead for storage. Yeah. So I'm going to have a platform on the front bumper. Also make it easier if you're working on it. You can stand up on the platform and crawl into the engine. So, uh, yeah, and it just gives you a place. I mean, it can either have a generator up there or something like that. Because I don't want to put all the weight in the back because then you end up with the vehicles back heavy. So I also have, I'm probably going to consider carrying my spare tire on the front. Um, leaving the back platform open for a motorcycle. But you know, like I say, there's, there's, it's, it's more storage. I need it, and uh, you know, it's only, I don't know, twenty six feet or whatever it is now. So it's not like you're adding that much to it. Yeah, you're just so adding six feet. extra feet. Yeah, so it's thirty two feet. Big deal. You know, that's out in front of you. You just have to get used to where it is, and yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I've got a uh, artist concept of what Bob's <laughs> oh I can't wait to see this 
Well, you see, if they can do that, then why can't I just add a little extra section in the back and stuff? I mean, yeah. And a bunch of burlap, and I'm just going to start strapping things on. That's <laughs> an idea. Probably kill mileage, though. Eh, that's not going to get mileage anyway. So on the front, you're talking about adding the tire. So somehow you need two feet worth of bumper for a tire. And what? Um, I just like having the, that extra storage space up there so it's going to just be a expanded metal lath over top of a metal framework and then the original bumper back on it but then with a big grab bar at the front to go across the size of the bumper and then a piece down the middle you can put the spare tire on it's gonna look like a road you're not worried about like licensing or anything that's not like no that doesn't affect anything right and then in the back that would make some sort of ramp so you can drag a motorcycle behind your camper yeah, basically it'll have a, a, you know, just a basic platform that comes out from where the bumper is attached now. It just moves the bumper out four feet, and then you put a metal plate over top of that, so you've got this platform. And then you slide a ramp out the one side, you ride the motorcycle up onto it, tie it down. It also gives you room, I, I want to carry an extra propane tank back there, and I don't want it hanging outside the bumper. I want it to be protected from the bump, you know, by a couple of feet of bumper. So... Yeah, maybe a toolbox or something strapped to the back. And, uh, yeah, you get your shit that's kind of, it's out of the way then. You're not dragging it behind you in a trailer, so you don't have to worry about backing up with a trailer. And I'll have cameras on it, so, you know, it won't be a problem seeing. But it should work pretty well, really. I don't see any real problems with it. Just a matter of welding up the framework. And, like I said, I got... My own welder, and then I got access to a couple more, and I knew a couple of people who were really good welders. So I can tack it all together and then just get them to do the, the heavy arc welding and actually know that it's going to hold up. <laughs> Whereas if I do it, it'll be, well, it'll probably be good. <laughs> all right, well, so uh, this is after you get the engine running, I'm guessing? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's not a problem. It's just a matter of pulling the damn thing out. Yeah, kind of the weather bit me a bit, and uh, the fact I'm not as young as I used to be and can't do as much as I used to, so didn't help. Well, I know what it's like to have the weather. Yeah, it must be horrible. That 50, 60 degrees, that temperature that I just oh, find. Oh, no, 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 Bob, did you not see the picture? He had slight uh, frost on his windshield this morning. It oh, just ruined his whole day. Oh, icing, I don't minutes. Yeah, but that's in the morning, and that's usually gone by noon, and then it's beautiful all day. It's yeah, but see, he had places to go in the morning, which I do get. He had to, you know, wait five minutes, six minutes, and they had to have the engine running. So think of the environment. Could all have right. Just well, here's off. actually here's a tip for maybe some people out there that don't think about icing and stuff, and they're like, I'm not going to go buy an ice scraper. I live in Arizona. Who cares? Well, if you happen to ever be in rental cars, they normally have like a little tiny ice scraper that's got their name on it, and it's kind of like hotel soap. They generally expect you to take it. So it's something you can toss in the glove box because it takes up like almost no space at all, and you're good to go. And then you're just advertising for Avis or whatever when you're scraping your windshield. Whoop-de-doo. 
But, I never thought about that, but I probably could get that kind that's just like a handle and a like substantial piece of plastic. I don't know what they're called, but you know, the little hand scraper as opposed to a big contraption. Yeah, it, it exactly. And it, it would be tough. I mean, with your fan, it'd be tough because it doesn't have like like a long wooden handle or anything, but you could kind of stand up on your bumper or whatever and scrape it or, you know, somehow, well, you're tall, you can reach most of it. But yeah, it's like a hand scraper. Like it's not like a big fold out thing or anything. Yeah, but or you could than, just use talking about maybe using a credit card or whatever. That's yeah. way better than using a credit card. Yeah, but you can just use a credit card. That works just fine. <laughs> I do like this point. It's going back to Bob's thing. Is like, how long until he just pulls a storage shed, and then he will. subsequently you'll eventually carry a full spare camper. <laughs> He's already well, talked. I just to like me. the idea of you adding on to your camper and then, because pretty soon after you bump the bumper back four foot, you're going to say, well, I kind of wanted to like put a roof on it so the stuff doesn't get wet. And then you're going to put walls on it. Then you're going to extend the bumper back some more. And next thing you know, you're going to have like a semi truck van. And he'll have to go off the front so it doesn't pop a wheelie all the time. Just a counterbalance. Well, I have actually considered maybe just pulling a trailer that's, you know, like an eight foot long kind of a contractor trailer, car hauler type thing, just to have the motorcycle and maybe some extra tools in and, you know, it could be like my garage. So that'll be a whole other chat. So I think we're getting close to the hour. Um, not a new logo, this your website's logo, been that one for a bit. Doing this on the gear website because I can't more on the gun one. I uh, lost my, I got a community strike or whatever, and lost streaming for the Red Dawn one. But then I also lost streaming because I reviewed a book one time years ago. So uh, yeah, there, I don't know. Some people are saying there's channels. Some people are saying it help like some kind of group of people that they empowered with strike ability. And sent them out to get rid of the violence on the YouTube. So uh, that's a subject for whole other chats, also. I think. Yeah, I I do just want to do uh, steal from the Daily Gun Show and go with a quote of the day. They don't have to burn the books; they just remove them. That's a good point. So um, that's the van chat. We'll be uh, souping up the adventure here. I went through with Night Strike to uh, kind of do like a, a primer on how to set up an uh, Indiegogo crowdfunding thing. So I kind of set up the tour over there. And uh, now that it's March and I'm leaving on the 20th, maybe the 14th or the 20th, I'm going to put it everything into gear here and get the tour ramped up. Hopefully everybody in, in, was in, uh, enjoyed last year's tour and is looking forward to this one. And uh, hopefully we'll... Uh, just make it better and better every year. Right, anything else? Nope. Uh, I got nothing else. Just uh, keep living that van life. Yeah, me either. Other than to say, man, it's getting a little bit warmer here every day. I'm going to be able to get out and get that motor done, and then everything else starts happening to that thing. I'll start doing videos on that. So should be interesting. Before to Will I get to Canada before Bob gets here? Gonna <laughs> <laughs>